On today's podcast from the North Wahala Church of God, Pastor Neil's message is entitled, Continue in Prayer. This message is from Wednesday evening, January 3rd, 2018. Now here's your speaker, Pastor Neil Nolan. Colossians 4, let's begin in verse 2. Paul's last words to this church, we think, uh, we know that he's in a jail cell writing. He says these words, which are very profound. Continue what you've already begun earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door and he's very specific here. I told you in our devotional this week, you've got to ask direct with God. Go to him. My time now, they pick at me because many times I'll ask somebody, what do you need from me? Two reasons. One, I feel like I can help you. And two, I don't want us to play games for three days before you ask. Because time is too precious, amen? And you may need the substance quickly, so why not receive it quickly? It's the same way with God. Be direct here and ask for the word to speak. And I love this word in Colossians. It's mentioned a couple times because it speaks of how mysterious God is. The mystery of Christ for which I'm also bound in chains. That I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Watch these next two verses. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. Walk in wisdom for what calls those who are on the outside of faith. Then, but while you're walking after you have prayed, let your speech, what you say, be always with grace, seasoned with salt. Anybody put salt on your food even before you taste it? Jessica will get some French fries and about an hour later, right? And so the, the word has a little profound effect about that, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Which ones? Those on the outside who have already saw your walk of faith. Well, I want, I want you to get this tonight. You as a believer should not be pushing the world away. Yes, you should push it away, the sin away, but those who are bound in chains, there should be something about your life after you have come out of the presence of the Lord that will make them want to ask questions about God and God in your life. Amen? Amen. That's what the word says. Can't refute the word. I guess you can, but you'd be wrong. So tonight, let's enjoy the word. Continue in prayer. I believe that God has given every one of us in this house certain abilities and even gifts, talents. We use them for God's glory. The problem is this though, that we live in a world that views talents as something that can be used for selfish gain. And if you're not careful, even though you might wanna refute this, but it is the truth, while our talent and gifts are a blessing, can be a blessing and should be a blessing, if we're not careful, they could also be our biggest and greatest stumbling block. I believe that with my whole heart. Because if your gift is not served with humility, if I can sing and I have the ability to bring the audiences, Jason Crabb, Jason Crabb, to, he, his, his demands now, I'm not putting him down by no means, love to hear the young man sing, but I'm saying his gift is so big now that he fills up auditoriums 
and they pay him great dollars to sing. Is he not the same person? that also sung in choirs with a, the group of people and by himself in a small church in Kentucky? Yes, he is. But his gift is so great that now people see his gift, they desire to be blessed from his gift. So for his life, he's gotta be careful that arrogance does not become greater than the gift. It's not just him, it's me, it's you, it's all of us. We gotta be careful that pride doesn't sit in because when we are prideful over the gift, which we must realize is a gift, which means we did nothing for it, we didn't earn it, it was given to us because God chose to give it to us. Yes, how can, how, Mark blesses me with a brand new vehicle tonight. How can I boast of what I bought when I bought nothing? It was Brother Mark's good grace to me that had blessed me, amen? You can worship the one who gives it, but you can't worship yourself for doing something that you did not do. And saying that tonight, the truth is that on our own ability, if we look at our gifts, and, we, and I want you to hear me, because a lot of churches are gifted. We have money now. And I say that because back, uh, Brother Smith, not to be disrespectful, but when you first started in ministry, the church of God was a church on the railroad track because the town didn't want to receive them. And most of our people live from week to week, so to speak, or maybe not even week to week. And they brought tithes sometimes. Uh, an offering was not in money, but was in fruit and vegetables. We were a different people. But you hear me? It was also people full of power because they knew where their source came from. But even saying that tonight, that gifts that we have because the church now we've arrived, sometimes we depend upon our own gifts instead of allowing God continue to be the source of all great things in our church. If, the, if we're going through a bad season, just book that group. If we're going through a bad season, need revival, just book that evangelist. We just need to give Brother Nolan another $50 to preach a little harder. And we think that our flesh works and our gifts can penetrate or take the church to a place by our own flesh. And saints, I'm gonna be honest with you tonight. There will come a door to your life and your ministry and this church that our gifts will not open that door. Your looks can help you in the outside world. You can talk to the state trooper, sweetie, and get out of that speeding ticket. Hello? This week I had to help... Uh, the city of here do some uh, do a license check because I'm a chaplain at Westminster, and it was amazing because some of the church people came through that line. Amen. Some of y'all still owe me a meal for not giving you a ticket. Anyway, but we'll move on. <laughs> I want you to understand <laughs> that your looks will not buy it in the kingdom world because the currency of the kingdom world is not flesh currency. It's not greenbacks, it's not looks, and it's not words of manipulation. The kingdom of God is not ran by the government of people, but it is set by the Spirit. Amen. Are you listening tonight? And I believe what we're doing in the church world is that we have good churches, but we get to a certain level and we want to go higher. I'm not talking about numbers. I'm talking about in the spirit that will affect numbers. And what we try to do is this, saints. We try to do something in the flesh to open that door and it will not open. Because there are some closed doors that have no interest to them because they're far as we can go in the flesh. 
So what do we do then, pastor? We make excuses, we blame others, we blame God, or the worst, and this is what I prayed about about four o'clock this afternoon, the worst thing that we do is we stop, and we settle five yards away from the promised land because we realize I've gone as far as I can go and it seems like the enemy will not let me go any further. Some of you are that way tonight. You're growing, but you've reached a place of stopping. You're growing in the spirit, but something, some confrontation, some warring, some situation, some sickness, something's happened in your life and you cannot move forward anymore. Can I tell you tonight, when your flesh fails, you must not settle, but you must return back to your source of strength. And what we must do, we must pray. See, it doesn't excite you, does it? It is the cuss word of the modern church. We talk more about praying than we pray. We lie about praying. My, my grandma said, we'll pray for her. Never, never pray. We just use that because it is a southern vernacular of appreciation and respect to let you know we care for you. That's a good thing. We should care. We're southerners. That's our DNA. But let me tell you, those words will not get the job done. We as a church must pray. It's an ugly word today. It's a cuss word in the church because it almost seems like, Pastor, we don't understand. I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you telling me I don't understand prayer. But what I cannot accept is this, is not praying. Brother Noah, what's been the biggest failure of your first 20 years of ministry? It is simple. It is easy. And I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's the easiest answer, Terry, I can give. I have not prayed enough. I've studied. I love to study. But something's going on in my life right now that I realize I'm at a door that won't let me in. My biggest failure in ministry thus far is I haven't prayed enough. My abilities, my talents can do some things, but I'm wise enough to know that there's some doors and some devils that laugh at me. I've reached my limit. I may be the only one, but I haven't prayed enough. I've preached, I know, over a thousand sermons, at least maybe 2,000. I've pastored for well over a decade, but I have not prayed enough. But in this time, God is teaching me. God is humbling me. God is calling me, pursuing me, inviting me, pleading with me to slip away with him in prayer. It's the Shulamite. It's the Song of Solomon. It's the lover knocking on the door saying to me, Come away with me, son. Come away with me and let me whisper in your ear. Come away with me and have intimacy with me that I can show you things that I cannot show you in any other way. Dear, why won't God just reveal it some other way? I can't give you all those answers, but for the reason, the key to unlock doors is God telling his church, if you want it, you've got to come away with me and seek my face alone. <laughs> mm, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said it shall be, I feel him. Just let me stop for a moment. God, would you lift your hands with me? Oh, Spirit of God, before I go any further, oh, you do as you see fit. Oh, 
Let the glory of the Lord come in this place in such a way that it will shake us, God. Mm. Oh, you're breaking hard hearts right now, God. Unwillingness. Oh, God, there's a warfare for somebody who says, I don't like the, the word, I don't like the tone, and they don't even realize it's not, it's not a rebuke, it's an invitation. Holy Ghost, have your way in this house tonight. Amen. Amen. Stay with me, please. The amazement to me is this. Why prayer, God? Not, not why for me, why for you? Why does, Ronnie, why does the God of heaven want to spend time with me? I get it. I need to pray. I need you, Lord. But why, God, do you want to spend time with me? Why, God, do you ask me to come away with you? Why, God, do you tell me and you show me all throughout the scriptures? I'm not going to bog down there, but even the disciples, Lord, teach us to pray as you pray. God, why? God, you're the God that created this world. But from Genesis to Revelation, you're about asking us to come. And even when we make mistakes and even when we mess up, God, you did even make a way out of no way for we could come to you in private in prayer. When we sit in the garden, God, you tell us to be still. You, you desire to walk with us and have fellowship and commune. And then, God, we sin. And even when we sin, you say, be still. And you make a sacrifice that opens the door, that closed door, to allows God to come back in our life. From Genesis all over, the Exodus, Leviticus. Exodus is the, the, the Exodus that allows us into the presence of the Lord. Leviticus is a law that sets the word for us to go into the presence of the Lord that would eventually be not a law, but a law fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Psalms is the praise that, that we can go. Psalms 104, that we can come to his courts with praise and thanksgiving. See, the whole scriptures lead us to this one thing that the God of heaven wants to have fellowship with us. Prayer. Paul says, continue in prayer. God, you want to speak to me. You want me. The beauty of God is that he longs to spend time with me. I'm going to be very blunt and open tonight, and I feel like I need to be. I, I, I love my wife. Beautiful. She is so beautiful. I love our honeymoon. I love our early years. But I, I tell you what I love even more now, and I'm a man, but I, I, love, I love the hand-holding. I love the coffee drinking, even though she doesn't drink coffee. I love those things that I didn't even know about before we knew each other. And the more that I'm able to get those moments, the more I long for those moments. Hear what I'm saying? I'm not just talking about a touch of the flesh. I'm talking about an intimacy and it's beautiful and I long for more of that. If it's that way with my earthly relationship, then why is it not that way with my Father in heaven? God is calling the church to pray. Paul says, and when I preach on prayer, the church is like this. But, but there's no way around it. Don't, there's no way around it. Or Brother Nolan, I, I think you should move on. I think there is no other way around it. There is no way. I don't care what preacher told you. I don't care what Sunday school teacher told you. You don't have to pray. Yes, you do. In fact, not only do you have to pray, he calls you to prayer, to continue in prayer. He then wants you to pray just not in the natural. He says, in fact, you could go to a place where you pray in the spirit. 
and then you don't pray, but God prays through you back to himself because he knows how to pray when you don't know what to pray for. God has called us to prayer. Continue in prayer. Paul, what are you going to say to this church that, that was dealing with secretism and, and, and dealing with this plurality of the, of the gospel and dealing with taking the Jewish faith and, 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 and Christianity and trying to blitz it and mix it together. Paul says, before I leave, let me tell you, God is sufficient. And since Christ is sufficient, I want you to continue in prayer. Why? Things happen when we pray. It is God's will for us to pray. You want to know the will of God? He said it's the will of God to pray, to be devoted in prayer. We must pray. Continue means to be devoted. It is a consistent, constant lifestyle. I'm going to be blunt tonight because, because you're the ones that need it and you're the ones that are going to carry it out. And I mean that respectfully. Make you a place of prayer. That devotion I put, those are my devotions. I, said, I think I said before, and the only thing that I wasn't minding there was that lifestyle prayer. That is a generic thing that churches have adopted. It's so beautiful because it says set a time, set a place. That's what you need to do. Set a date and keep it. Keep it. Brother Nola, I, you know, I, I just, I get tired. We, then don't tell me about your needs then. I'm pretty blunt then. I know I'm not trying to offend. If it's not important for you to pray, then it's not important. And I'm going to say it again. If it's not important enough for you to pray, then it must not be important. If it's important, you would pray. I want you to pray for Ashton. I believe in, in the power of prayer for Ashton. I've got peace already about Ashton. I have it. I desire this church's prayers, but you hear me, if none of you pray for him, I have already prayed. That's not to pat me on the back, that's just to say he's my child. Don't tell me how important how your life is in shambles and upside down if you don't pray. One of the greatest evangelists said this way, great revivals happen without preaching, but never a great revival without prayer. Prayer aligns us with God's purpose and the power of God. Paul, in the simplest form, is to ask God, is what prayer means, to open our hearts, to petition for him, to make our requests known to God in prayer. Paul writes in these Colossians to continue in prayer. Pursue ardently. Be disciplined in your prayer. Pray with a passion. Pray and don't stop. Pray with intensity. Pray on the regular basis and continue that. This church, if we're going to do and be what God has called us to be, we must pray. Let me give you the good news. Things are happening. Things you can't see. Families coming back. Things are today happening in a restaurant that I can't even explain. Something happened in the spirit that aligned this church up with three other families. Another pastor was there watching while prayer was being made at a restaurant. It was an advertised prayer. It was a simple prayer. And I'll be honest, it was Isaac and myself, a minister that doesn't even go here. But something happened as we prayed. Even when I left the restaurant, things were still happening in the spirit. God shows up with the church praise. Continue in prayer. And not just continue, but watch. Somebody say watch. watch. So thanks to Paul say that. 
Because what happens is, is not watch and then pray. I see danger coming, I tell you to pray. I say to the church, Ashton seems to have the flu. I need you to pray, I see it. Ronnie, I see it in the natural. The fever tells me he's sick. But the doctor says he doesn't have that twice. Doesn't have strep twice. We don't know what he has. They then start telling us he may have this, this, and this, and then I've got to comfort Sister Nolan. You understand what I'm saying? So in the natural, I know how to pray. But what if he has something that they said that I didn't know about? What if there's something on the other side that I can't see? See, that's what we do. We see in the natural, then run the prayer. He wants us to pray and then see. Are you listening tonight? See, when you pray first, you don't see in the natural. You see in the spirit. See, if you see first, you see in the natural. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If I see something bad, I pray about it. But see, there'll come a place in prayer where you go from seeing the natural to seeing the spirit. So you pray first and then you watch. It's like the ancient cities. The, the walled cities, they had watchmen on a tower. So when night come, they would see uh, the marauders or the uh, vigilantes coming and they would warn the people that danger is there. See, when you pray, God will open up the things in the heavens that you can't see in the natural. I wish I was like most preachers. Most preachers testify like this. I prayed last night and God showed me I'm gonna receive a million dollars. I wish that was me. God, I'll tie double on it, amen? You know how God reveals most things to me? When I see in the spirit, it's generally warning, preparation for something, or something for the church to guide the church. Amen? Because there's a watchman that has already saw who's informing me in prayer what's going on when I can't see in the natural. Oh, church, that's what happens when you pray. God opens your eyes to see. You've been praying for your child, but you don't know how. You've been telling God, God, think, go to God in prayer. God may show you the weakness or the link of sin that you never thought of. I'll never forget the time we were praying for a young man. And they, they, were, they were putting this young man down, Brother Mark. He had piercings all over and tattoos, and I'm not preaching against tattoos or piercings. I'm just telling you, but his life was not, it was, it was hurting his body, you understand? But this kid was a good kid. This kid was a good kid. And this kid knew the Bible more than anybody else of the young people in the church. And I saw value. Some of the people were putting him down. Kid was just hurting. Kid was just hurting, but through prayer. One night through prayer, things begin to be unpeeled and layers start to begin to unpeeled. To come to find out this kid was hurt for a reason. He got hurt when he was a child for a reason. And he was damaged on the inside. What he needed was somebody that could see in the spirit to say, young man, what was done to you is not who you are, but God has created you beautifully. And you are a man of God. Get up out of the ashes of your past. That was not your fault. God's got something great for you. I watched that young man rise up from the ashes. That doesn't happen in the natural. That happens in the spirit. And when you pray, God, I give you spiritual eyes to see what's going on behind the scenes of your life. Not only should we watch, listen, Prayers give revelation. I'm trying to hurry, but I, I don't need to hurry. Prayer opens your eyes. And when it opens your eyes, it then gives you a spirit of thanksgiving. Oh, wow. That's, how many of you have prayed and you prayed about something and God either gave you victory, provided healing, or God told you it was going to be all right? Amen? 
I have peace about my son. I'm only using that because it's, it's present. You say, well, pastor, what happens if, if it goes the other way? I have peace about my son. You understand what I'm saying? Therefore, when my wife was really distraught today, if I left Isaac, I met her at the doctor's office, she was really distraught, I could say to her, I've got peace about this. Why? Because once God gives revelation, then you can praise. And when you praise, he inhabits. And when he inhabits, he shows up. And when he shows up, he shows out. And his glory comes. And where there's God, there is glory. And where there's glory, there is God. And when the glory cloud comes, you're never the same again. You are changed forever. Because how can you go in the presence of God and ever be satisfied again with the presence of mortal man? I, I hope somebody's listening tonight because I feel the Holy Ghost preaching. Are you listening? That's what happens when you pray. I don't feel right. It feels awkward. Who am I talking to? What's going on? My mind, my... Pray, saints. Pray. Pray. Ask. Petition. Praise. And watch God show up. When that happens, watch this. Not only, verse 3, not only does God open uh, eyes to see, watch, he opens doors. Meanwhile, pray also for us that God would open to us a door for the word. If I was in jail, I would pray. I believe that is correct. If, but if I was in jail, my prayer to North Walhalla would be this. Saints, pray that I can get out of here. That's my prayer. I know it's not really manly and all that, but I'm comfortable with myself. I want to go home. Amen? I don't want to stay in here with Bubba or anybody else. I want to go home. Paul is called up in prayer so much, he says, I want you to pray now. I know you've already given God pray, praise, but ask God to give me a door to do what? To preach the gospel. Open a door to witness. Open a door to sing. Open a door to teach to somebody during the Sunday school hour that needs the word. That's what happens when you pray. You lead the phony prayers. Don't get mad with me. I want you to pray. If you, if you want a new cat for your yard, ask God for it. Amen? Amen? If you want whatever, ask. But I promise you, the more you pray, your prayers will change. They will change. Young preacher 21, God may, let me preach with the anointing. God, that way one day I may be the overseer of the church of God. That's, that's preachers at 21. But preachers at 39 change. God, let me pray. And as I pray, let me decrease so you can increase. Because I can fool the church, but I can't fool my children. And the devils that are coming after my children, they don't care about my titles. <laughs> my titles do not rebuke them. So the devils that are coming after my children needs a man of God that knows how to pray them away. So God, my prayers are changing because I'm growing deeper in you. That's what Paul was saying. I'm not asking for you to bring me a cake. I'm asking for you. How do you know that, Pastor? Because of Timothy in jail, he said, will you bring me my parchment? Because I got something to say that I've got to write. And bring me my coat. Bring me my coat because I'm cold. Because winter is here. And I need some assurance of my flesh. 
That's Paul. Why? Because when you pray, you get deeper in God. See, God can use you as a prayer warrior in this church to pray for things about me in this church that nobody else knows about. It's not for you to, to disclose secrets, but it's for you to war in the heavenlies. That's what happens when you pray. Doors come open. That's not what we do. We try to buy our way. We try to, hey, hey, you know, your grandma was Church of God. Now you need to come to Church of God. You don't need to go to the Baptist Church. You need to come to Church of God. You don't need to go to the Catholic Church because, see, that don't work anymore. We try to use these flesh words. What does it matter anyway if neither one of the churches there are not God's church? You need to come to our church because your grandma went to that church. That's, that's crazy stuff. Why we, we're manipulating people to try to get God's will done. No, it happens when we pray. Doors that we won't open are not open with our money, but they're open with our mouth when we seek the face of the Lord. That's why we must pray. There's something going on in my personal life between me and God right now. But I've said something before him, and I know it's gonna take prayer, but I'm ready for that journey. I'm asking you tonight, are you ready? Is prayer enough for your life? Should be. But is your life enough for prayer? Your needs, your desires. You should pray more than you come to church. Now, I want you at church three times a week. That's not an excuse for you to stay home. But three times a week at three hours, you should be praying more than three hours a week. I know it's quiet in here. That doesn't mean you're always on your face. Can be. But driving down the road, pray for your children. Get into a spirit of praise in your car. Pray. Let the neighbor beside you at the, at the gas station call the law because they think you're drunk and you lost your mind driving down the road. That's all right. I'll go get you out if you're praying. We used to do those things then. We weren't afraid of it. We're afraid people start praying, things would happen, devils cast out, people heal. We shout all over the altar and pray. But now we got to get in the poor tub before it closes. Right? Oh, bro, nose wound up. It's almost eight. Somebody cut his mic, Eddie. But it's the truth. But what happens when the state trooper calls and says, Your child's been in a car wreck? You need to come quickly. Pray. You shouldn't have to repent for all your sins to get in God's presence. You go to him and say, God, I'm here now as I was earlier. I lay before you. You know that no matter what happens now, I'm going to serve you anyway. But I know you're the God of heaven who hears and sees. <laughs> oh, my child needs you. Mm. Mm. Let us pray. Let us petition heaven. And if we do, doors will be open in Jesus' name. Once we do that, real quickly, once we do that, go to verse five, just go to verse five. Once we pray, then we leave that prayer closet changed. And then we walk in wisdom toward those who are on the outside redeeming the time. Would you hear me? Like it or not, but it's the truth. People who pretend to be holy and religious, who don't pray, run more people off from the church than they attract. I said that. Quote me, tweet me, Facebook me, I don't care. People who seem to be religious, but don't pray, they run people away from the church 
They gossip. You can't gossip and pray. Won't happen. Won't happen. Won't happen. Sooner or later, you'll get tired of praying because you feel the convicting power of God. If you long for the tongue of man more than you do the voice of God, you are not a prayer warrior. Come on, saints. We just teach you tonight. You know, my, I'm gonna give it to you straight because it's the word. You can't do both. Hello? You, you, you can't do both. And what happens is when we seem religious, we're the ones at the restaurant who bless out that little girl who's a waitress because the food was not the right temperature while we have a Church of God softball shirt on. And then we leave a no tip there for her, even though the word says, go an extra mile. But see, if you're in a prayer closet, God might say, that, that little girl is pregnant. That little girl's mother, father's going through a divorce. That little girl doesn't know me, but you can show me if you love her. But I'm somebody, I, I'm the pastor of the North Walhalla Church of God. You, you, you should serve me better. No, if I'm really the pastor of the North Walhalla Church of God, I should serve her better. God help us let our walls fall because if we're really praying we walk out that prayer closet and we walk in wisdom so we can redeem the time because we know it's short of our lost family members I have a family member that owes me something quite substantial and I believe they would yield it back. But my bride and I are already talking, what if they do not? I can demand, I can sue, I can do a lot of things, but I don't know if they know the Lord. So we're already asking, what would God have us do? We serve in wisdom because when you come out of God's presence, you can't help to be different. We've heard a lot of people seeming to be holy without prayer, churchy, but not praying. We hurt people. He says, but if we'll walk in wisdom, watch the next verse as we close. He says, not only will we redeem the time, he says, our speech, the walk, now the speech, the speech always be grace seasoned with salt. What does salt do? Makes the food taste really good, the sermon, but it also makes you thirsty. Your life should be such a way that it makes other people thirsty for what you have. If the outside world doesn't want to come to this church because you're mean, on your job, you've got a problem. Listen, I, you got to do your job. If they're lazy, slothful, you, you might have to fire somebody. That doesn't mean you're mean. But even when you fire them, you can do it with grace. Hello? You don't have to call them five names and kick their tires when they're leaving, right? See, the word says when we leave the prayer room, we speak in such a way that it seasons the climate. And they become thirsty for what we have.
because we walk in such a way that they know that even though they're lost, they see God in your life. See, the God I serve, he'll humble, he brings humility to your life. So you can love that neighbor that's of a lower regard. Amen? That's the church. I want the mayor of Wahala, Kiwi Keys, Dabo Sweeney, whoever. I want them here. No, if they're lost and don't have a church, I want to see them right here. But I also want that little girl, that young boy up here at the DAR school as well. We love them. They're our church family. They're part of us. Why? So I can say things and live in such a way that'll make them hungry for what I have. Last as we close, next verse. Oh, the same verse, excuse me. That you may know how you ought to do what? What does it say? This is the part that amazes me. And I wish I had more time here. How to what? Answer. For me to answer you, you first have to do what? Oh, you're a smart somebody. Did you see that? You married a smart man. Did you see that? That means the person who doesn't know God is asking me about my God. And I have been in my prayer closet and I've walked in such a way and I've talked in such a way that now I will know how to answer them when they ask about God in my life. When's the last time somebody that doesn't know the Lord has asked you about your faith and your God? Amen? That's what I want. Not just after they run after the sinners, but the sinners say, how you doing? Man, you, you used to drink. You used to do this. How did you change? We see your change. I'll tell you how. His grace consumed me. And his love amazed me. And what I thought I could never lay down, I gladly lay it down because he changed me forever. And they come into our fellowship and they lay down their sins and they're forever changed. Pray. Stand with me tonight. Please. Pray. Pray. Turn off your TV. Turn off your TV. How many family feuds you've got to watch before you go to your prayer closet and let your prayers change your family feud? Hello? Preacher preaching against TV. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I would be a hypocrite. I'm telling you this. Jessica and I are praying now in a, in a different way. Our desires for those things are becoming less and less. Maybe it's my age. Terry, maybe I'm getting old. I don't think so, though. I'm longing for more of what I had this afternoon. Lord, in his presence. He's been good to me. He's been good to me. Father, tonight I've preached or I've taught to inspire the church to pray. Make their self houses of prayer. When you sent me to North Mahala, the vision you showed me was spirit-filled homes set a fire all over the golden, golden corner. I can see fires all over the region. 
fire blaze of revival at Pentecost. Oh, draw us, God, that we would pray. Would we pray? You said if we call upon your name, you would answer us and show us things. Teach us things that we know not. First condition that we had to call and pray. Make us prayer warriors again. The church used to be known for prayer. We were the church that people called for prayer. Then we thought we had a monopoly on it, God. We thought we had the franchise on the spirit and prayer. A lot of our churches now are dying. Teach us again to pray. Teach our college and career to pray. I want them to visit. I want them to sing. I want them to preach. I want them to worship. I want them to come to Sunday school. But first, God, teach them to pray. Because if they pray, they'll do the other things gladly. Holy Spirit, pray. Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to do quickly. I want you to go to somebody you have confidence in. If you would, maybe your spouse. And I want you to pray with them right now. Would you do that real quickly? Go, go, go if you can. If you're visiting, you don't feel comfortable, just stand. Nobody's going nobody's to think bad of you. But I want you to pray. I want you to pray together right now. I want you to pray the power of unity prayer. Would you do that? Grab their hands. Let's pray. Let's pray. Pray for them. Pray for their prayer life. I know that's strange, but do it. Pray, 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 pray. If you won't pray here, you won't pray there. You won't pray there. Set the time tonight. Set your clock. Set your watch. Set the alarm. 4.30, 5.30, 6.30. crazy, preacher. God amaze you. God amaze you. God, God's calling some of you to deeper prayer right now. Deeper prayer right now. Deeper prayer. Joy, go into it. I feel you. Joy, hear me. God's calling you to deeper prayer. There's things he wants to show you. There's things he wants to show you. There's deeper levels. Come on, sing, brother. Sing. Prayer, Diane, pray. Pray. Shake the heavens. Shake the heavens. Shake the heavens. Shake it. Shake them. Shake them with prayer. 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 Pray. Pray. More than we preach, pray. More than we sing, pray. More than we dance, pray. More than we come to church, pray. More than we give, pray. 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 Ask Him. Ask Him. Ask Him for what you need. Ask Him. Praise. Worship. 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 I'm going to push you tonight. I'm going to push you. Praise. Come on, praise, praise, praise. Come on, TJ. Come on, young preacher. Come on. Get that prayer life first. That prayer life. Don't do what I did. I want to I preach it before I want to pray. You go after prayer. Prayer, 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 pray, pray, pray. I want you to pray aloud now. Would you do that? With a loud voice, pray. Pray. Read this place with prayer. Pray. Pray. We don't do it. It feels awkward. I pray out loud. Do I pray out loud? Pray out loud. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You shout at the football game. You shout at the football game. Pray. Pray. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to pray. Don't be afraid to ask God for healing. Don't be afraid to ask God to touch your child. Pray. 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 Daniel. Daniel, I heard you when you prayed. I heard you. It was delayed, but it wasn't denied, Daniel. I heard you, Daniel. I heard you pray. Pray, saints. Your prayers will outlive you. It's the only thing that's going to outlive you on this earth will be your prayers. Pray, pray, pray. I'm pushing you tonight. But I feel the Holy Ghost saying, pray, press in, press in, 
Pray for power. Pray for intimacy. Pray for the anointing. Pray, devils, get out of the way. Devils, get out of the way. Devils, get out of the way. I rebuke you right now. I rebuke that spirit of softness. I rebuke that spirit of confusion. I rebuke that right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I rebuke it. I rebuke it by the blood. I don't have the power to stand upon that. But the power that rests in Jesus Christ. God, forgive us for not praying. Let North Wahala be the place of prayer for Oconee County. Pray, 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 pray for wisdom. Pray, 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 pray. Don't you go to bed tonight without praying. Don't go to work tomorrow without praying. Can you give him five minutes? Can you give him 10 minutes? Your life will change. Your life will change. Listen to me the close. Your life will change. Things that are important begin to decrease. And you longing to be in his presence will increase in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Look to your neighbor as you close and say pray. Would you do that for me? Amen? Father, we have, one more time. Father, we have preached and taught and praised. Help us. I saw this in prayer early in the week. I'm going to say it now boldly. God, I saw two hands ripping almost a veil apart. On Monday, I said paper. But I don't think that was the right word. For the second time this week, I see this. You're taking both hands in the middle and you're ripping the veil apart. God, is that the door coming open to this church? God, let us walk in. I know we've got to bypass a few things and we've got to wash our hands and we've got to be saved and sanctified. We're going to talk about the tabernacle. We're going to address those things. But God, I feel you pulling it apart. I see it. And I don't see it this way. I see it this way. I see it this way, God. Oh, Sithre Mosotiana Bahaya. Jorge Seco Sotie Bahia. Sithre Mando Sotieta Bahaya. Sothre Bayata Eco Sotra Bahaya. Breathe, Holy Ghost. Oh, God. Receive this word tonight, church. Receive this word tonight, church. I believe it will change your life as it's changed mine. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen? Amen. You glad you're at church tonight on this cold night? Amen. I pray you receive this word. I pray it's blessed you, but more importantly, I pray it's changed you. I'll see you Sunday morning. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. God bless you, you're free to go, amen.